everyone, I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poley and we're your host for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 117 and this week's question is, how do you identify your ideal reader? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like, write a review and share it with friends. Okay, so when I'm talking about your ideal reader, I'm not talking about, oh, look, that person over there, they're reading. I'm going to identify them as an ideal reader. I'm talking about the fictional character. It's the specific person that you create that your book would appeal the most to. You might have heard about this with marketing advice when they mention ideal reader. It's where you take the concept of like a target audience and you sort of bring it down and you pick one person. Seriously, like Mr. Joe Bloggs is going to be your ideal reader. And the purpose of the ideal reader is kind of to help you write with purpose. It gives you a specific person to market to. And that may sound strange. I know it sounded strange the first time I heard it, and it was kind of like, what? That's stupid. Loads of people are going to read my book. Maybe, probably not. Who knows? But the idea of designing a reader that you aim your book marketing at Honestly, it can actually make a difference. I have done this in my business and I I went into it very critically with that kind of, this isn't going to work. And it did work. And then I felt like an idiot. So I'm making myself feel better by talking about it. (laughs) So what it is, is we've all heard about target audience. You know, it's the group of people like if you are writing a sci-fi, your target audience are people who like sci-fi, people who enjoy sci-fi, not you know, people who hate sci-fi or people who only read horror or people who only read romance. I mean, yes, you could write sci-fi with a romance, but obviously your main target audience would be sci-fi readers. Now you take your target audience and you drill down to a specific person. And then you imagine yourself pitching your book and doing all your marketing to just that one person that you know really well. And because you know them really well, you know how they would want their stuff marketed. What would work with them? That's what I mean by ideal reader. All right. So I just want to, you know, let everybody out there know that I did not make notes for this episode and I did not read Ari's notes before we started recording. So when Ari said that an ideal reader is like a fictional character in a way, you can imagine the look on my face because that is not at all what I thought this episode was going to be about. (laughs) This is great communication between the two hosts here. Excellent. Well, I, okay, to be fair, when I think of ideal reader, I always thought it was the target audience. I thought those two terms were interchangeable. So I didn't realize you're teaching me something new. So thank you for that. I don't really know what to say (laughs) because I've never done that before. I have, whenever I think of uh, my writing and I think of the target audience, I'm like, okay, I want a target to, you know, this age group and I want to target to people who read cozy mystery and who like that kind of stuff and I think we've we've mentioned before in another episode about how sometimes your target audience can be the complete opposite of what you're aiming for I mean you you can be the person that draws someone into your genre but when it comes to creating an ideal reader like a fictional character man like how do you that sounds difficult and I might not be comprehending you know, what you're trying to say well, so maybe it's not as difficult as I think it is, but how do you even go about creating an ideal reader in your mind? Because you said you did it for your business, so how do you sit down and do that? You're totally right. It actually is hard, especially if it's something you're coming new to, because I'd heard this term loads. I'd done loads of business courses and marketing courses, and every now and then it came dropped in, and I was just like, that sounds ridiculous or it sounds confusing it's like how am I supposed to market everything to this one specific person I don't get it I don't get it 
And then I, I think I did a marketing course and it literally broke it down for me. And it was, I think they used an, uh, an example of a cafe that was dog friendly. And it said how the cafe owner had worked out that the ideal customer was a middle-aged woman who was quite uh, liberal in her thinking, a little bit of a hippie. She loved her dog. Her dog's name was Coco. It was a grey Irish wolf. She literally went like down into the name of this woman, the name of the dog, the sort of drink she would order and all this. And it's like, okay. And then it showed all the market, like several marketing things that she put on Facebook for the cafe and how she targeted to this woman. Now, it wasn't like, hi, Carol, bring Coco and visit us at our cafe. It wasn't like that. But just the way she'd done her marketing graphics and the, t- and the text, I could see, sort of stepping back, I could see how she was using this specific person's image and how she was using like this woman who really loved her dog and liked to come in out of the rain and just spend a quiet moment in the cafe away from everybody and just read a book. So she targeted her and like targeted towards this person and said like how comfy the, the booths were and how quiet the cafe was because of the partitioning and how the dog friendly it was and it literally took the aspects of this specific person and turned them into marketing parts and after I did that I was like wow okay that makes more sense so <laughs> it is it is weird and it, it takes a bit of getting used to I'm not gonna lie if it doesn't come natural to you don't give up just keep trying and like how you said how would you go about that the basic way is you start like with your target audience so age age is a good one to start with target audience and before anyone jumps on me yes i know you can get a book that's read by 60 year olds and a book that's read by six year olds and it's the same book it doesn't matter you're talking general you know like ya is read by lots of people but it is aimed at young adults that's why the main character is the age they are you know it's like male main characters are often read mostly read by by men yes you know we've all read books where you know with women have read books with male main characters and men have read books with female main characters but there's a reason people are driven to reading books and connecting more with a, a main character that's more similar to themselves so you start with age and gender and interest so if your target audience is 18 to 25 right say you're going for the, like the new adult kind of age range within that age range you pick an age Maybe your ideal reader is 22. Are they female? If you write a female uh, protagonist, you might think that that's probably the best way to go. Same with the male. Again, it's totally up to you. So then you've got a 22-year-old female. What are her interests? Okay, maybe she absolutely loves collecting hardback books, just loves it. Maybe she enjoys going out walking in nature. Maybe she loves roller coasters. Maybe she enjoys skateboarding. You just start picking interests out. And then beliefs. Is she very religious? Is she not religious at all? But what you're saying makes complete sense, though. The way that you just described it, how you got uh, from your marketing course about the lady in the cafe and stuff, that explains it beautifully. And that makes a lot of sense. So basically, instead of like when you think of your target audience and stuff and you sit down and begin writing your book, instead of thinking who would want to read this, you just sit down and say, okay, I want to to write this for this person and I'm sure they exist somewhere I just need to find them so you're basically you're basically just like flipping your thinking like on its head yeah it's like taking imagine your target audience is stood in front of you say say there's 20 of them (laughs) 
that's that's lucky. I don't think I'd ever get 20. But say there's 20 people and they're your target audience. It's literally like going into that and grabbing one person and saying, right, you are my ideal reader. You are going to be the epitome of who I market to. And you pull that person out. And if you think about it, it makes sense because instead of saying, yeah, my target audience is, you know, 18 to 25, there's a 22 year old, it's a female, it's someone who doesn't like extremely graphic violence. There's someone who doesn't care for that. They maybe like something a bit more mysterious. So yeah, you pull someone out. It's like, say they're 22, they're female. Maybe they aren't big on the graphic violence. Maybe they are interested in friendships more. Now, that doesn't mean that all your books then can't have violence and can't have, you know, have to have friendships that have to be like really intense like that. But it gives you an idea of things you want to think about in your writing. That's what it's for. It's to kind of just pull down from the, the target marketing, uh, the target audience. And not saying that you shouldn't consider the target audience in general as well. It's just, it's a, it's a marketing tool that helps you get a bit deeper. And it's weird because when you, when you look at marketing that's aimed at you, you start to realize that you're somebody's ideal reader. And if you've ever come across a piece of marketing that really grabbed you, that's probably because some, you know, amalgamation of you is their ideal reader. And when you start deconstructing other people's marketing graphics or, or text, you can start to see it. It's really weird, but it is quite useful. So I know it sounds a bit messy and this isn't the, the cleanest episode because I I made notes, but they were bad notes. So, <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate that people are going to listen to this going, what the hell? But no, it's start with your target audience, make a list, what are the age of your target audience? What's the gender, roughly? What are most of their interests? Are they nerdy people? Are they sciencey people? Are they outdoory people? And I know I'm being a bit cliche with these, but you know what I'm going at. What are their beliefs? What are their stage of life? What are the things that are important to them? You could even go a bit deeper. You could do like, what are their habits, qualities, quirks? And then you start drilling, bringing it all down, drilling it down and just take pieces and build a person. Come on, we're writers. You know how to make a character, you know? Make a profile. Get one of your character profiles templates, line it up, and then build your ideal reader from that. And then once you've got this magical person, you then work out how you would market to that person. Because let's be honest, we know our characters inside and out, don't we? We could sit down and chat with them, and we would know loads of stuff about them. We're saying do the same with an ideal reader, and then figure out how would you market your book to them? Do they want lots of moving pictures? Do they want lots of like, oh my God, this is brilliant. It's like free or it's 99p. Or do they not really care about the cost and they're more interested in something deeper? Do they want a theme or um, a moral in their story? Do they want to connect with the writer? Do they want more bonus content? It's a weird thing, but it really does help. As I say this, I'm not even sure anymore. I honestly feel like I'm losing this episode completely. No, no, you're doing great. Don't worry about it. So basically... You're kind of working backwards when you write your novel. Again, I'll, I'll say I've never done this before. So, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt, but maybe it'll work. I don't know. I guess I'll have to give it a try myself. But basically, when you write your novel or maybe when you edit it, keep a list for your ideal reader and like pinpoint like some of the best qualities out of your novel. I don't know if you're supposed to create your ideal reader before you start writing your novel or if it's during or whatever but if you already have that first draft written or you're already on the 10th draft or whatever like when you read through it keep a list of notes of some of the best qualities from your 
novel and then you can probably try to create your ideal reader from that like like again I'll, I'll use a cozy mystery as an example if you have a cozy mystery and your protagonist's partner is a cat then obviously you want to target it to cat lovers who love solving non-gruesome murders because it's a cozy mystery or they love knitting and they love baking and you've got recipes in the back of the book i mean yes yes this is it exactly yes oh Oh, this is so cool you know i don't like this though at the same time because if you knew all of this crap that you had to do in order to write and publish a novel would you have started writing in in the first place (laughs) oh god i mean seriously i mean (laughs) you're honest good for you because seriously when when I was a kid and I was like, I want to write books. I want to be an author. I literally thought that I just had to write words and submit it to an agent and cross my fingers and hope for the best. And then they would take care of the rest. That is not how it goes at all. And then also there's the whole self-publishing route. But of course, if you do the self-publishing, there's the editing, the book cover. There's so many different steps to it. Now, not only do I got to think about my target audience, but I got to create an ideal reader. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> But it actually sounds like a lot of fun. I think anyway. it, 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 it's good because it, it helps you get away from the target audience. You start with the target audience and you sort of work backwards and you end up with this one person. And it's kind of better to, to market to one person than standing in a room full of people trying to market to everybody and have a lot of people going, I don't get that. I don't want that. That's not for me. me, me, me. Uh, as you can see, I'm, I'm channeling old conferences I remember from being years ago. <laughs> but think about it. Say your ideal reader is a 15-year-old, right, who, who loves, oh God, I don't know what 15-year-olds love, bacon? I don't know. Do they like bacon? Who knows? Egypt? I don't know. Something. Some 15-year-olds. That instantly tells you that if your ideal reader is a, a 15-year-old, then maybe TikTok is your best bet for marketing because that's where most teenagers seem to be. Whereas if it's a non-fiction book for professionals, then LinkedIn is your best one. Now, obviously, this is something you should already know. And if you don't know, then you need to be looking into social media a lot more. But that's just one thing it tells you. Now, if you say you said your your target audience is, you know, men from the ages of 16 to 35, well, where do you where do you market? Where's the best place to market? You know, it becomes a bit messier. And this isn't saying you should only target on you should only market on TikTok and you shouldn't bother with anything else. Of course not. But it means maybe that's where you put the majority of the stuff. That's where you put the the, the really heavy hitting marketing rather than stretching yourself thin. And I should point out, if you write multiple genres, you need multiple ideal readers because your ideal reader for your horror is not going to transfer over to your romance, your contemporary romance. I mean, they might, but again, the likelihood is it's a better idea to come up with an individual ideal reader for different genres. So your middle grade school story and your erotica is different and if I have to point that out we're gonna have a problem but yeah that's it but honestly it's actually just as we said it's quite fun just building the character and then thinking about how to market to them and I think I, I don't know I think if you try it and it does take a bit well it took a bit for me I think you'll be surprised at the sort of things you could come up with and how well it can affect the people that you put it out to on social media depending on where you put your social media Yeah, I was just going to say how you said that when you need to create an ideal reader for your different genres and stuff like that. I was just about to say that when you create an ideal reader, it kind of makes marketing easier, quote unquote, 
for yourself, if you will. Uh, marketing's not easy, but I think if you create an ideal reader and you target to that one person, then when you reach that ideal reader, because I mean, no, no two people read the same book, but there are so many people that have very similar interests and stuff like that. And when you, they kind of cross over, like if you, if you have a 22 year old female that loves, that loves cozy mysteries and they love cats and they also love baking you target to that one ideal reader, but then you might have another 22-year-old female that loves cats, but she's not interested in the whole baking aspect. But that other 22-year-old female is like, oh, you like cozy mysteries and you like cats? Here, give this book a try. So it's like you, you create your ideal reader and then it's just like that one person that you're targeting to, but then word of mouth kind of does the rest. And then you have like the similar branches. It's it's kind of like Marvel where you're creating different timelines, but it's like different like-minded people <laughs> in a way. It's a very weird one really is the ideal reader. I understand why I pushed back against it for so long. And I understand there'll be people listening to this going, I'm not doing that, it sounds crap. I do get that, but I do suggest doing it anyway, just to prove me wrong. I don't know. <laughs> just be contrary. But yeah, mate, it makes a lot of sense though. Because when you think of your target audience and, and you think of just the different... What's the word? Like YA, adult, new adult? What is that category? Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it is category, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So when you think of like the, your target audience and the different categories of books, like you have young adult, adult, new adult, and all that fun stuff. And like one of the main things about those different categories is the age of the protagonist. I lost where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. I don't know what I was about right. to say. It does make you think differently. So say we take an idea of an ideal reader. Something you also need to think about is why. Why do they want to read your book? What makes your book so appealing to them? So say your ideal reader is a 18-year-old, child of divorced parents, quite an isolated person, brought up quite strict. They might be really drawn to your book because you have found families. You know, you have, a, you have a, someone who was from divorced parents. Found families can be quite a a strong pull to a lot of people who've, who've been there. Simple things like that. So having that detail, drilling down to that ideal reader, that the age, where they live in the, in the world, the fact that they have divorced parents, the fact that maybe they are Catholic. I don't know, I'm just pulling things out now. <laughs> Anything like that, that can have some form of impact on what they might think and how your book might appeal to them, can make a difference. So... And this isn't me saying, right, you've got your ideal reader, so then you ought to be writing found families. You ought to be writing less graphic scenes. You ought to be writing... No, 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 that's not it. Write what you want to write. If you want to write dark, gritty, intense, sometimes violent stories, horrors, mysteries, do that. But then work out what your ideal reader... If it's obviously someone who's into that, you know, your ideal reader shouldn't be some sort of quiet, conservative vicar's wife. <laughs> Maybe it should be. I don't know. but. It's thinking like that, it's, it's, it's putting quite a lot of detail into your ideal reader so that you can work out, okay, so if my ideal reader is someone who's still quite young, a little bit sheltered, um, they're from divorced parents, how has that affected them? Right, how will I market my book that's got found families and maybe a bit of adventure? How can I market it to that person who has these traits? That's what you're supposed to do. Remember, it's a marketing tool. Go back to the cafe idea. Thinking about how that person who liked quiet reading, 
whatever type of drink it was, and the dog, how the cafe owner was able to appeal to them and those aspects. It's the same thing. So again, this is a marketing tactic, as Ari just said. So you can find like-minded books to your own, and you can go on to that author's website and social media and see what they do and the types of graphics that they produce to like draw their own audience in. Obviously, not saying to steal whatever that they do, but like take a look at what they do and what seems to work for them. And then really think about how you can make that work for your own book, because no two books are the same. And you obviously want to make your marketing tactics unique, but you can draw some inspiration and get a, get a few little ideas from what other people do. And then from there, you can take a look at your ideal reader and kind of mesh the two of them together and just see what works and see what doesn't. As with any marketing, everything is a trial and error and you need to just put stuff out there. And if it works great, and if it doesn't, you got to tweak it a little bit. I mean, all in all, when it comes to creating the ideal reader, what I'm getting out of this is one more distraction from writing, from editing, or whatever other stage you're on with your novel. So we're giving you more ways to procrastinate on your book. You're welcome. That's all I got. <laughs> no, we're helping you with your marketing, apparently. No, distractions. <laughs> distractions. Yes, it <laughs> Go should not be a distraction. And create your ideal reader and then get sucked into playing it for the next 12 hours. <laughs> feeling called out again <laughs> yeah really just gonna add a few extra things you can create your ideal reader from scratch you can base it off somebody you know or some person in real life again like anything always be a bit wary about doing that it's not always the best or it could be parts of yourself because in the end you should be writing for you however you will age, you will change, things about you will change. So while you can be your own ideal reader, it should be more likely to be pieces of you. Like if you're writing a YA and you're 35, then it's probably more that your ideal reader is a younger version of yourself. You know, like a, what you were like when maybe you were 16, not how you are now at 35. Just saying. To be honest, I always use myself a little bit as an ideal reader or an ideal customer it's like how I want things to be marketed to me what would appeal to me but again it depends on how I'm doing things and then I I shift my traits down so it's like well what I was like when I was younger you know constantly reading point horror love storms didn't want to go anywhere <laughs> didn't like talking to me oh my god it's just the same it's the same as I was back then just grayer and grumpier but anyway so yeah so start off picking either decide whether you're going to write a completely new character for your ideal reader or use traits from yourself build it up like a character profile start with the basics age gender interests location beliefs because they can make a big difference and then if you want to go a bit deeper give them a name give them a pet give them some hobbies some likes and dislikes a few quirks you know favorite swear word i don't know and then keep that little template but when you do your marketing go back to writing rachel's right don't use it as procrastination but have that ideal reader ready for when you're going to do your mark and if i can remember i'm going to find some resources about ideal readers and maybe some templates that i've seen online and i'll put the links in the description below if i remember and then that will probably help because other people do it explain it better than i have definitely <laughs> I like how we always say that we'll, we'll put some resources in the description below if we remember, 
And that's our way of saying that even when we edit this episode and we hear ourselves say that, we're still not going to add resources to the description. I think I put it once. going to somehow forget. Yeah, it's like once or twice or like four weeks later, I go, oh, I forgot that. And I have to go back in and edit. That's why you should always yeah. go back and, and, and recheck because, you know, there might be some goodies there that we haven't put originally. That is true. Okay, let's, let's bring this to a close. <laughs> Feels like it's gone on forever. Okay, it's over to you guys. Have you designed your ideal reader? Did you even know about ideal readers? Or is this like a totally new thing? We'd love to chat about it. Tell us your answers in the comments below. If you want more of the Merry Writer podcast, be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you listen to our podcasts. They're everywhere. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Merry Writer podcast for bonus content. It helps to keep our show going and we really do appreciate the support. In the meantime, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Merry Writer podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Scribble Notes. Our handwriting is awful. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.